Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, welcome to another episode of NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast. I'm your host, D. Klein, and today I am here with Darkened Mood, also sometimes known as Mark Vega. Now, if you're looking for him on Rarible or Twitter or Instagram, you're going to want to look for darkened underscore M. Zero zero D. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. Did you see this stuff with the whole uh, Capitol Hill thing today that went on there? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> I tuned in in the afternoon. I was going to do some things and uh, kind of got caught up by watching it in disbelief. Yeah, Actually, not really crazy. disbelief, but you know, I mean, if you're paying attention for the past four years, you kind of seen it coming, but I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully we uh, move on from this within a few days or even less, perhaps. We'll see what yeah, happens. I hope so. <laughs> but let's talk about you. Uh, thank you for being here, first of all. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I've been browsing through uh, your artworks, and I really dig them. Um, you've got yes. a very beautiful level of detail that you create here with a lot of, for the listeners, a lot of kind of, uh, imagery of skulls and kind of dark, kind of macabre kind of imagery. What, what's your, what's your motivation for that? What grabs you about that? Um, well, um, I like, uh, beauty in the darkness. Um, you know, I also like, uh, nightmarish images. Um, it's just something that just clicks, you know, um, when I first started, I would try to look through Unsplash and uh, Petzl's and uh, just, you know, I'm walking through the train in the morning. I just wanted to see some. And if I would find a picture that in my head, as soon as I see it, I see a scene. And then I would just go off of that and just let it be like every day, something new, something just pop. And um, I just always been into horror as a kid. All right. Yeah. Third grade, John Bellers is my favorite author. And uh, then, you know, I went on to Stephen King mm -hmm. and uh, it's just been something I was obsessed with skeletons as a kid. So, <laughs> yeah, there, there's something, you know, for me, my, my kind of dark stuff is a little more of a humorous nature. You're talking about like, there's a lot of detail in your work that, so you're really looking up close at some of these subjects and doing this, like, what's your process for creating these? Well, I guess which one, it depends on which one. So basically, um, I started off on the Pixel 2. Like everything prior to June of 2020 was all done on my phone. Mm -hmm. And um, so what I would do, like I said before, I would look for a scene. Um, some days I would have no idea what I wanted to do, but I know I wanted to work on something. And I would to see something and then it'd pop and then I would say, okay, now I need to find a figure, a cloaked figure something um every piece i have i've got at least five six versions of it oh really and yeah so like there there are some ones that i've been posting of late that i have had for two years but they're completely different now than they were back then um and also as i'm making the piece like if it's just a face or it, it it's basically it tells me what it wants to do you know what i'm saying like as you're making it you see something, it's like, oh, you know, like, let me add this, let me add that. And then, like, the one I posted today uh, actually was a bride with a skull. Mm. The bride and it turned into something else completely. 
Where would I find that now? Is it on? Oh, I'm sorry, Instagram. It's on Instagram. Okay, I'm yeah. looking there right now. What did I guess the first one? Is? Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's the one that's called. I actually, it's I didn't title it. It's uh, yeah. So you got the face more towards the left. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was a bride. And she's got a veil on, but you don't see it anymore. But you can see it there on the on the, on the, the forehead. Mm -hmm, a bit um, of that chromatic aberration happening there. Yeah. So the original one that I did for this one was actually from two years ago, and oh, I really? just redid it. And I went to look yesterday. Was another one that I redid. But the third one there, it's actually my son dressed up as a ghost. Oh really? The, uh, yeah. It's only echoes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So what I did there is like, I wanted to do something with button eyes, like from Coraline. So I had buttons and I was like, yeah, let's throw a little skull on here. And then I met, and also the background is a digital painting of mine. That's what I've been doing a lot lately since uh, June, I got the iPad finally. And I was using Procreate. And I like to uh, paint the background of just colors that like are satisfying to my eye, throw some glitch in there. And then I'll see what figures I have or what I can put in there that'll I don't know, kind of makes sense to my eye. Cause that's for me, everything has like, I, the way I see it is when I'm creating something, I know what I'm done when it's, it's my eyes tell me. So it's kind of like putting a key in the safe and once you get it, it clicks. Okay, I got it. That's so there's, <laughs> you, you have a moment where you do feel that sensation of being finished. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's something I struggle with. <laughs> because <laughs> I often will uh, actually go to the point where I mint something and then I go, oh, I should have done this or that. Yeah. You ever have that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I redo a lot of these. Not redo, but, you know, I like to go back and then add. So, like, I'll find a new technique. Like, mm. uh, you know, especially in Procreate, I'm finding something new every day. And, What's um, your latest techniques this? that you're playing with then? Well, uh, um, the one I really like the most, it's actually hard to get it right. Uh, it's this nightmare wave I'm calling. Uh, so basically it's a photo I have uh, on Glitch Lab app on Android. And what I do is I, uh, it's all black and white and it's all uh, horizontal lines. So it's basically hard on the eye. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you move it, it starts, it looks like it's moving itself. And then I take the color photo and I, I put them in superimpose and I put them on top of each other until I find it kind of fits, you know, just because it's not too upsetting to the eye. And then I start adding color, I start adding glitch work and uh, procreate. Um, and then I throw it into Photoshop and I add um, sharpen, mess around with the haze, clarity, clarity kind of darkens things too much. And then I mess with the, uh, the color, the violet. It's constant, like I said, my eyes tell me when it's done. And then finally, you just click at the right point, I guess. I find that's yeah. kind of fun with Procreate with all those different blending layer modes, you know, like yeah. you can kind of play with that and have like five, six copies of the same image, but have mm -hmm. a different blending effect on the different layers. And you can yeah. sometimes get a pretty wild effect mm -hmm. just playing with those blending modes. I, I really enjoy Procreate. Um, I also like liquefy. Mm -hmm. So when I'm using a skull, I use like say a hundred times. I like to use liquify and change it up, like I did today um, on the skull. I uh, pinched the nose. I uh, pushed on the eyeballs a little bit, on the cheekbones. I pushed up. I just love it. 
But so yeah. the glitch work here on, on the one from today is from uh, the Glitch Lab app. And then I brought it into Procreate, I like going back and forth with uh, Android and Apple. That's cool. Yeah, I've, I've been playing with, what's it called? Destroy Picks or something like that. And I'll sometimes I'll okay. start there and then I bring it over to the iPad. You can mm -hmm. put on layers of like, even like I find Halftone is kind of a fun one to play with where right. you throw a little bit of Halftone effect on there and a lot of those blending layers and stuff. And it's just yeah. endlessly fun, you know, like <laughs> there's no end to it. Uh, you have quite a variety here though. I mean, obviously there's a theme going on here, but mm -hmm. you also have some that are just like an outburst of color. Like uh, I look at one that you did, let's see, what's this one called? Uh, or maybe perhaps it's not, Blessed Be Thy Name you have, and it's got a very colorful effect on it. Um, tell, me, tell me about that piece. Hmm, which one is that one? <laughs> you know, what it is is that I've got 600 posts, but I've archived about <laughs> as many, so I've got like 1,200. And okay. one of the jokes that I have myself is that I can't keep naming things because I also post on Reddit. That's another one I forgot. Um, and I would name it there because if you can't name something on Reddit, Reddit people won't, you know, you got to post it. So, Sorry, I missed um, that. What were you saying about Reddit? I missed what you said there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I post on Reddit also on Creepy. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of uh, feedback there. And um, I always have to have a title for the, sub for the you know, subject heading. So it's like, Ugh, what do I do now? <laughs> it's always the same stuff too. But I haven't actually um, explored that at all. Reddit. I have not promoted myself at all on Reddit. Do you find that it's brought people over to, to oh yeah. looking at your own? So album? when I started in 2018, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I mean, you know, so um, I knew I wanted to start um, with something with art because I wanted to um, get out from under, you know, the uh, pressure of my job. So. Uh, I asked my cousin who's Salo Paolo on Instagram and he's got a nice following and he's got a lot of great work and I asked him about it and he's like, you know what? Start, um, you know, editing and, and trying things out. And, you know, I was doing some photography, some architecture stuff since I worked in Manhattan in Midtown and a lot of black and white, hence, you know, dark and stuff, it's always black and white. But, um, but I, I looked at Reddit and there was some pictures um, from someone and then someone asked him, I was like, how did you get such a big following? And he said, um, Reddit. And I, I go on Reddit and I get people from Instagram. So I was like, all right, you know what, let me find a subreddit that I feel I kind of could fit in and then see what happens. And um, I found Creepy, Creepy Art, uh, R is for black and white work and like atmospheric um, stuff. But the one that really hits is, is creepy. I think there's like a million uh, members. Wow, and, I'm um, going to have to look into that. I wasn't ready. Market. Yeah, I wasn't ready. So um, when I first, I was in June, I created a piece. Um, it's the Red Death. And it really blew up. It had, I think, you know, 19K upvotes. And like wow. so many people kept, kept asking me, like, you want to print? They wanted this and that. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I, lo I lost a lot of uh, business with that. But um, it's hit or miss, but when it hits, you know, that's my, the most I've gotten was 19K, but I that's, usually that's have an awful eight, lot. eight or seven. Yeah. But I do get a lot of people then when they see stuff there, they come back to Instagram or they'll ask, you know, hey, where can I buy a print or whatever. That, that was my main, you know, goal basically was to, to get a, you know, following and then be able to have a store to sell prints. I had no idea about NFTs until uh, I spoke with Josh. 
Well, let's before we get into the NFTs, let's talk about the print side though. Like, what was that experience like getting that all set up? That must have been quite the head spinning experience with it being so immediately popular like that. It's it still is. So my <laughs> experience is, um, you know, at first I was like, okay, I want to order everything through Geekly because you know that to me was like the best or one of the the better options, you know, financially and and, and for quality. I didn't want to sell something that looked like garbage, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like, oh, this guy. Yeah. So um, I would ask the person, like, <laughs> okay, what kind of size, what size and paper? And people mostly like, I don't know. Um, so then also I had to calculate the shipping since COVID. So I was like, mm-hmm. well, where do you live? It was this back and forth. And I think I lost a lot of uh, sales that way. So I think I created this, you know, the big cartel site. And um I don't know, I don't get many hits. <laughs> a lot of people, most, my experience is was like, hey, I'd love to have a print. I'm like, okay, well, here it is. And then I never hear from them again. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they'll say they love it, but they're not necessarily buying yeah. it necessarily at that point. Right. What was the name of that website you said? Gickley, uh, G-I-C-L-E-E. Mm-hmm. And their, their prints, they've got a variety of like papers. That's why I was asked. Um, gloss, matte even metal prints and canvas. Mm. So I thought that was, you know, great to have such a variety, of, you know, for customers, but um, most customers don't really know what they want and um, they just want the image. I had teachers that wanted that as a go. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, got, I, I did get one out to a teacher and she wanted to hang it up in her English class. Freak out the kids. I, yeah, because they read the Red Death and it was high school, so. Ah, uh, okay. That's awesome. And how fitting, Prospero. Prospero's in DC right now. Yeah, go on. I'm I'm missing the reference. Okay, so Prospero is a king that um, he throws a party for his rich friends as a as a um, pandemic is ravaging his people, Mm. and he locks he locks himself up with his friends and they have a party, like a month long party, I believe. And um, one day there's an uninvited guest, um, and he's in a red cloak and. uh, no one can escape his uh, red death and they pretty much take care of business. Well, I feel like I'm missing out on some cultural element there because <laughs> I'm not aware of what you're describing, which I feel badly about. That's all right. <laughs> it's uh, written by a book that's Andrew Allan Poe. What? Master and I'm not death. familiar. I mean, that, <laughs> I feel embarrassed now saying that I'm not aware of that. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's something I can look into then. Um, talk, tell me about this, when you did move into the whole crypto art NFT thing, how did that come about? I mean, you talk about Josh White, yeah, you know, Josh mm-hmm. White, I talked about right. him in the last episode. How did that come to pass? Right. So, you know, I was looking around to see how can I, because I love creating and uh, like I said, I've got like over a thousand pieces, um, but I want to know how I can get my art into people that want to buy it. And since I'm not creating it just to make money. It's like, I'm creating because I love it, but I also, you know, as the Joker said, if you're good at something, you don't do it for free. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, I do know that reference. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking at the big guys and they got the big cartel. So I had the big cartel, um, the, the giveaways, which I didn't do yet. Um, and then one day I'm, I'm checking out my uh, stories and there was a piece that Josh did where I was a ghost looking up um, from the stairway, which I thought was really haunting and really caught my eye. But his language made no sense to me. He's like, I'm minting this tomorrow, NFT, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? 
So I was like, hey, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? And then he told me about the whole crypto art NFTs thing. I was like, whoa. So I started uh, checking it out for myself. And I was like, you know what? This is something I definitely want to try out and uh, get into. It was very intimidating because especially, you know, a lot of stuff is uh, 3D. It's motion. Um, I, I, I did some research and like to what a collector had said. And it was like, you know, this is about the future. And if, if you know, I'm collecting art, and the future vision, you know, why should it be, you know, something that uh, is just static? I want it to move. And I'm like, you know, that makes sense. So I tried movement and I just, I don't have the ability to do that right now, especially on an iPad. And so I was like, yeah, let me just stick to what I know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, trying to. I've had a similar experience. I've found that I've, I've played with the movement and in some work, I have a little bit of movement. Like I see you have kind of a cool effect of movement on a piece you have on Rarible called Precious, where you have kind of a, a smoky kind of effect. Yeah. Um, and that turned out beautifully. Um, but no, I do find it challenging as well. And it's, it is a little bit out of my wheelhouse as well. The, the notion of motion being added into it. But it, it looks like you have explored it from time to time. Yeah, it's definitely, well, I burned a lot of tokens. <laughs> Sorry, I'll what confess. was that? I burned a lot of tokens, I have to confess. Is that right? Um, yeah, what really bothered me was um, the uh, quality would just drop so badly, where I would make something, I'd say, hey, this is pretty cool, and then I would mint it, and it would just look awful. I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> you know, what is this? Oh, so you mean because it would be a compressed version of it? Yeah, it was yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, I want to, like, you know, put something on sale and it looks like, you know, garbage. So, you know. Yeah, the preview capacities on Rarible are not great. Like, I don't know, do you ever put stuff up? Do you ever look at your stuff on OpenSea? No, I haven't, I, not at all. Because if you were to go into your work on Rarible and view it on OpenSea, right. mm -hmm. you will actually get a better quality image showing in the, in the, in the web interface on OpenSea. I don't know why Rarible, I don't, I'm guessing it's just because they're trying to manage the bandwidth. Mm -hmm. But yeah, of all the websites, theirs displays the worst I've found. <laughs> yeah. And you know, for, so you're trying to sell something to a customer and it looks like crap, it's not gonna sell them. It's, you know? it's tougher to sell that way. Like, how does, how does it look when you put them on, Rare, on uh, Reddit? How does it look there? Well, I don't do movement. Like the only reason why I started movement was because of, uh, you know, the NFTs. Cause like that one person is like, oh, you know, that's what I want to buy. So I was like, oh, maybe I should, you know, change to do that. Um, I've done a few movies for Instagram stories. Um, mm -hmm. I used uh, Vimage or Vimage. Uh, it, uh, and um, I would just add like some raindrops, some snow, just to add more atmosphere to a current pic. So a lot of times, I put up a pic on uh, Instagram that's really moody and um, a lot of atmosphere, say fog or whatever. And then I would put up in the stories the actual moving one. So okay. I, I have messed with movement, but I've never tried to, you know, put it on sale. Okay. So when you're doing these ones with motion in them, are you usually going with like a GIF or MP4 or what's your preferred? So what I was doing is I would save it as an MP4 and then before I upload it to Rarible, I'd save it as a GIF. Right. 
I found what I usually do on Twitter because Twitter compresses the shit out of the stuff yeah. too. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I usually put it on there as an MP4 just because I find the GIF quality on Twitter is horrendous. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you want to buy my... Ooh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's bad. true. It is a problem because when you look at this art and it's so detailed and so sharp, like that's something that when you look at it on Instagram, you can see it. Uh, but even Instagram actually does compress a little bit. Yeah. Um, it also depends on your connection when it comes to Instagram. Like there are times when I uh, check a picture and it's, you know, messed up. But then like there'll be other times when I'm, I guess I have a better connection and it looks the way I want it to look. Oh, interesting. Okay. I haven't noticed that. Hmm. I zoom so. in a lot because when it comes to printing, for prints, like you really need high resolution. I also have done a few uh, album covers, oh, really? and they have to be yeah, they have to be three thousand by three thousand or whatever. So it really has to be detailed, and it really has to. So you can zoom in, and if it becomes pixelated, it's not good when it comes to printing. And you that know, I don't want to charge charge you know band money, and then it's like, hey, we're going to print, and this is look like trash, you know? It's like it's retro. It's meant to look like yeah. It's, it's <laughs> low dude. It's like yo, no, I don't think so. It's like, that's cool. How did you get into that making art for, for some bands? That's cool. Um, so I it was the last May, uh, twenty nineteen. I it's just on my uh, bio. I said open to commissions, and some guy from LA, uh, I believe he was uh, he's like an EDM artist. He just said, "Are you open?" I was like, "Yeah," and um, yeah, I just worked with him, and that's how it started. And I would put it up on my stories, and I've done let's uh, at least five or six. I'm working on one right now. And um, it's actually four covers. The back of their uh, LP is going to be all one piece. So it's got Michael Myers bleeds into the crazy guy from Phantasm. <laughs> and then it bleeds into another movie that it bleeds into Carrie. It's supposed to be all, when you put them together, they want to, when you put the records together, it's all one art piece. Mm. So right now that's what I'm working on. That's wild. And uh, you think you'll... Uh kind of revisit that with your work on uh, these other platforms, like on Rarible, kind of the compilation kind of an element, kind of the idea of kind of putting pieces together. Have you ever looked into ASIG art where they have kind of these, have you ever seen that where it actually changes no. between different, it's kind of a cool That's thing. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting thing to explore. I'd like to look into it. I haven't actually applied ever to be on that platform, but you can actually have elements of your art changing over time with That's ASIG cool. art, which is kind of a neat thing. Yeah. Just your your idea of having these different elements reminded me of that. Yeah. There's a hard. Piece. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's hard because um, it's you know it's for a record and it's got to be a certain size and it's you know it's huge compared to like uh, regular picks that you make. So I can't because I'm self-taught. So maybe there's a way to do it. I don't know. But when it comes to what I'm using, superimpose, um, it, I can't put them all together as one. So I got to guess guesstimate. So what I did was I created one static background and then laid the uh, characters over it and then put them to the side and hopefully they uh, line up. You know, working with, with, with bands like, man, I love you, your work, you know, can you, can you do an album for something? Yeah, sure, what do you got? And then I'll create something and then, uh, oh, that's awesome. Like, okay, you know, can I get more feedback? Because, you know, I want to make something that you guys want. And, and then they'll just, I don't know, it's like, it's like with these guys, they're like, um, it looks great, um, but let's get some revisions and I won't hear anything for a month. 
And then last night I, I did, you know, I updated all four and they're like, oh, I'm glad it's looking more like you. But in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm working on based on what you guys want, you know? <laughs> so, not right, you know? <laughs> so it's, I had one guy who was very particular. It was his fifth album. Um, it had to be a certain way. And he was the reason why I got the iPad. Because I didn't know on my phone that it can only do 2,000 by 2,000. Okay. So when I created the album cover, just like my first idea, I created it, sent it over to him. I was like, yo, that's great. Can you, can you do it with like this? And so he sent the, the image back to me. And I'm looking at the image and it's a lot, it's not a lot different, but it was slightly different than the one I sent. I'm like, how is that possible? So I worked like 13 hours on a Saturday once trying to recreate what I created, but it wasn't lining up to what he sent me. And I had to say, I was like, hey, listen, what is the difference with the first picture? Like, why is it not lining up? Because he kept coming back to me. He's like, his head's not close enough to the lighthouse. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So what he did was he took my picture and he put it into a Mac and it made it whatever bigger. And he's like, I need 2,500 by 2,600, I don't know. And I finally find out that the app I was using restricts at 2,000. And I was like, well, I can't be charging bands money and then I can't get them, you know, get them what they want. So I used the commission from that to buy the iPad and uh, it's been great. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I bought mine in November, I think. Mm -hmm. And I'll never go back. Yeah, just for my yeah. eyes alone, just the strain yeah. <laughs> on my eyes alone. Cause I, I'm like you, I was doing everything on my phone too. Yeah. And, uh, the difference is astounding. Anyone out yeah. there that's still contemplating it. If you can find room in your budget, just get the iPad. Uh, the iPad air is actually pretty good. Like the iPad pro obviously is, you know, the Cadillac, but right. iPad air I've heard is actually quite good as well. No. So if it's, if it's a money thing, maybe go for the iPad Air because it's still supposed to the new one. I think yeah, it's the definitely do it. Yeah, definitely, definitely do it. Yeah. If you're reap if you're the benefits. Office. Yep. So I'm looking at one of your pieces here on Rarible called "The King of Lost Hope," and that one stands yeah. out to me just in terms of the composition of it. But it also is just so captivating. Can mm -hmm. you tell me a little bit about that piece? Sure. So that's all based on. Um, the background image is a painting. It's just a black stroke and then some grays. And then I overlaid um, a skull of mine. Um, I have, I create my own skulls by putting together like five or six different ones. I buy a lot of, you know, Bill Ellis. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Mm -hmm. I, I've Who's seen it. Guy? I'm not sure if that's the right way to pronounce it either, but I know who yeah. you're talking about. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he offers skull packs. And so I buy them and I use the skulls and then like I use liquify to change them up all the time. Explain um, what you so, mean by buying by a skull pack. Tell me what, what you mean by that. This is new. So he offered, oh yeah, so you'll see he's got a, he's got a sale. Um, he offers skulls that he's created. And so if you, if you work in 3D, um, you basically can use his 3D model skulls for, you know, whatever art you want to do. Oh, I, on okay. the other hand, I'm looking for the stills because, mm. um, you know, that's what I use. And so um, that's what I used in that pick. But um, so what I do is I, I have a bunch and I create my own skulls with several different types of skulls. So with this one, um, yeah, he went through a lot of different revisions. I did, um, like at first he had a big like gaping maw. Um, 
but he's the king of all soaps. He's kind of like me. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm on Mintable. I forgot to mention that. Um, Mintable reached out to me one day. They're like, hey, you know, want to do stuff with us? I'm like, sure. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So I put my first drop and, you know, I'm still sitting there. But the next one, I was like, let me do an auction because things are like, working out for Josh really well. So I was like, yeah, let me try that. So I put up the King of Lost Hope. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I have fourteen versions of him. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah. So another thing. I mean, not to sidestep, but so Instagram is notorious for stealing, right? Is that right? And, oh my God! Yeah, it's so horrendous. they'll just steal it and take it. And- oh no, no! I'm saying people on Instagram. Oh, I see what you're saying. My bad, my bad. All right, so I would watermark really on people like, yeah, you know, the watermarks would get in the way, but I was like, people are taking my work and I don't want to, you know. So what I do is I make sure that I save every piece that I have, like every step. So if it ever came up, no, this is my piece. Okay, fine. Do you have all 15 versions of it? Because I can show you exactly how I do it. And I also do sometimes I create a, a, a video of how it came together. Uh-huh. So that there's ever, right, yeah. So if there's ever, you know, thankfully there hasn't been yet, but if there's ever an issue, I can just, well, this is my work. <laughs> Have so, you had someone steal your work? Yes. Tell me, tell me about that experience. What, what happened? Um, it was, you know, I've, there's been two Turkish sites, I was going to say sites, <laughs> two <laughs> Turkish sites that have uh, taken my stuff. There was one with, um, which again, if you're going to share my work, that's cool. And just, just tag the artist. Just do any yeah. artist a favor. Just tag them. Because you know what? I, as um, someone who loves art, I also love, obviously, dark art. When I see something I like, it hits me. I want to go to the artist and I want to see what else they have. Because that's their aesthetic. That's their vibe. I want to you know, see it. If you're just sharing art, because you're just sharing art, that's cool. If that's what you're doing, then just tag me on this, please. You know. Um, so I don't know how I fell upon it, but I just happened to see one of my one of my works, and it hits you like someone smacks you and says, "Wait a minute, okay." And I looked, and I can't read Turkish, so I don't know what's going on. But I don't <laughs> see a tag anywhere. Like you know, it's a tap on the face. It's nothing. So luckily, I have a lot of cool friends on Instagram with you know big pages and I'm like can you reach out because that's my work and I don't know what he's doing is he selling it or whatever and after like a day or two they pulled it down they blocked me first after I said please put it or tag me at least you can keep it up just tag me he blocked me and then several of my followers went on the page and were saying stuff and he finally took it down there was another person which I thought was strange she's an artist and um you can tell that she has her own work but then I'm looking through her work and I see one of mine. I'm like, oh. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So I go in the comments and she's like taking credit. Oh, this is oh. a great piece. And she's like, oh yeah, thank you. I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. What are you doing? <laughs> so I reached out to her because she, uh, you know. She this was also usually, from Instagram then? Yes. So on Instagram, you know, I have seen her uh, comment a lot. So I was like, hey, this is my piece. Like, what's, what's going on? Like, well, we got my piece. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. So I did announce, like, I know you're disingenuous. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And if someone says, oh, great work, if it's not yours, just let them know, hey, this is this great artist that I know. Like this, you know I just like it from something. Um, yeah, it happens a lot. Those are just like, a couple that I found. That's why I put my, uh, my logo on everything now, and I try to have it blend in. Cool. My, that, that logo is my oh. handwriting, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, that's that's a bit of a problem. I mean, I honestly don't know. I'm not really super vigilant about it. I don't know. I don't know if any pieces of mine have ever been stolen. <laughs> honestly, I couldn't tell you. In a way, it's kind of like, oh, hey, they liked it so much they stole it. You know, it's almost flattering yeah. in a way. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, I get that totally. Um, now, you've just been on Rarible since, when did you say? October. It was uh, October. shortly after, yeah, um, Josh White told me about it. And I, What's I your experience that. been like on Rarible? Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, I really don't sell much. Uh, I've sold a couple. Um, you know, I, the ones I've sold the most were the uh, collab I did with Josh, the Yotun. Mm-hmm. Um, That's sold... how you pronounce it. I, we didn't know how to pronounce it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, we also sold a couple of the other one, Duality. Um, Josh was gracious enough to buy my first NFT. Um, I think it's Precious, the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my, so my experience with NFTs on Rarible is that artists, you know, uh, support each other. I haven't really, the only collectors that I know of that I've run into have been like, uh, so I'll give you two. So one is with the King of Lost Hopes that you were just talking about. Um, I had him for auction and um, someone had, uh, you know, on Twitter, I'm like, hey, 24 hours, or hey, 15 hours, 10 hours. And I was like, I hate doing this, <laughs> you know, I can't find my work, you know? But you know, whatever. I do have some, know some people like to lay and wait until like a minute left and whatever. So um, someone had replied, oh, it ended. I was like, oh, you know, I guess you were interested, you know? So I looked and this was a collector, the kind of big one. Um, I was like, all right. So, so, I, so I tagged him, like, hey, I'm gonna put up again, if you're still interested. And no, uh, <laughs> it, it, lapsed, it lapsed again. So I, I just, you know, I'm leaving it that way, I guess. And the second, the second, uh, the first collector actually ran into was um, one of my works on Twitter was shared by a page that shares like, you know, creepy macabre works. Mm. And someone was like, is this available? So I said, yeah, like, how would you want it? Like, do you want to print? Because the way it came to me was like, he wanted to print. And the person was like, oh, is this physical? I was like, yeah, it can be. It's like, oh, because I was wondering if it was an NFT. I was like, oh. I was like, absolutely, you know, I can make this. I like, oh, okay, because I think it's worth uh, whatever ETH. I was like, oh, you tell me how much it's worth, but I think it's worth more. I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. So at, the, at that time, what I had been doing is like, you know, I'd go to the front page and see what people are doing. i check out some of the artists that I follow. And a lot of people have been doing, like, say, you know, 25 under 25, you know, price that's, say, 25 bucks or 30 bucks. And that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So since he asked, like, on his own, I was like, you know what, let me make this five of five, mm-hmm. you know, make it scarce and, and price it what he gave me, you know, the quote that he wanted to pay. And as soon as I put it up, I minted it and everything's like, oh, it's not a one of one? All right, no, thank you. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and he was hesitant because I wasn't on Maker's Place, no one origin or super rare, because I was right. on Rarible. So I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. So that's a lot of running uh, around. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to figure it out, man. I'm trying to figure out what exactly, like the the right lane to get in, and and, and you know what collectors want, what, if they want my stuff at all. You know, like what you know. I don't know, do man. It. I think you you have a really cool look, and there's a consistency in terms of style, and um, I think it's eye catching, and I think you just do what you do, and you know the reality is, 
I don't know of a lot of artists right now that are making a lot of sales right now. Right. Yeah. It's the vibe I'm getting from tour. So and plus ETH is going crazy. Yeah. I mean, why would you spend your Ethereum right now? Right. When it's going up, like what did it do? 28% in the last day or two? Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense then. Right. To, and mm -hmm. Particularly because you're going to have to pay a big gas fee on that right. purchase. So, I mean, my opinion, I mean, who am I to tell you? But I just feel like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing because it's cool and people are going to buy it. It's just that right now there's a bit of a, a backlog in the market, yeah. I feel. Yeah. You know, like you have some, this one piece called Insomnia you put up here on January 5. Is there a bit of a story to that piece? <laughs> yeah. It's a cool um, piece. Like what is that? It's got kind of a glowing effect to the eyes. And Yeah, that's, that's, the, um, that's from Procreate. That's the kind of luminance on the bottom. <laughs> it's mm. the brush on the bottom, luminance. Um, so I haven't been sleeping long. And uh, the original photo of that is of a woman in the dark. And all you see is her eye. And I put um, a skull on it. And like I said, originally this, this, the first image was about a year, year old. And so I was like, you know what, let me just throw this in there and, and, and kind of put down what I'm feeling when I wake up in the morning or when I wake up at three, four, five, and I can't sleep. So that's where that, that's the story behind it is this is that, that was my splitting headache yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, but so, you know, I like to add color, you know, cause uh -huh. a lot of times um, with the dark, the skulls, the, you know, the uh, Grim Reapers, it's always black, gray, white. I like to add color because I mean, I think we've said this before, like, you know, there's beauty in the darkness, you know, and I like to portray death uh, or Reaper as kind of, um, sad and tired and um, you know it's easy to be black and white if you could just throw some you know some rainbow stuff going on <laughs> <laughs> well there there's definitely uh, elements of beauty to it though and I think that's it's an interesting kind of conflicting notion where you have this sense of darkness and of something not being right but then also connecting that with that element of beauty so yeah but yeah, that's, 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 that's my goal is uh, nothing's perfect. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with, um, I guess, leaning towards the darkness, liking, liking things that are dark, like the cob. And there's nothing wrong with making it beautiful. Yeah, I'm with you. It's very interesting. So who, who are you connecting with these days in crypto world? Obviously, Josh is one of them. Oh, yeah. Right with others? Yeah. Um, let's try to make a list. And I don't know, I lost it, but um, Chiliana Jones, he's hilarious. Um, oh, now I'm Nato Rare, but his ad is different, but his work, I love his work. I think I've seen Nato Rare, yeah. Yeah, I own one of his pieces because I had to, it's just so great. Um, it's like, what was the name Vengeance, I believe. It's like this little girl in, in, in the forest and she's got this crown of candles. And she's hammering something on, on a tree. And as soon as she hits the tree, you see the whole in the back in the shadows of all these like creatures and ghosts. I'm like, yes, perfect. I'm looking for uh, it in your collection. Is it on Rarible? Yes. It's, what did you uh, say it was called? I think something Vengeance. It Hex should vengeance. be. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, okay. See, movement, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, wow, that is cool. You got a lot of cool things like that. He's got one of like uh, the virus and it's like this reaper and she's moving and she's green. I'm like, wow, this is great. 
the stuff people come up with. Yeah, I don't know where they, how they think of this stuff. It's great. Yeah. Well, and that's something I've talked with a couple of guests about is the notion of collecting art and how nice it is to be so free to collect it with this technology. Right. You know, because yeah. I mean, you're talking about traditional art. Of course, there's, you know, it's a lot more complicated mm -hmm. collecting traditional art. Yeah. Right. So, yes. There's been a lot of uh, talk online about adding physicals to NFTs. And um, I think people did it with the with that encased token. Mm -hmm. I think that's an amazing idea. Um, like for me, if I ever get Roman or whatever, like my thought process is I'd love to have one of my pieces and I'd love to have like a, a metallic print signed and, if, and add that to the NFT because, you know, like why not? I think that would be cool because you can own it as the NFT, but then what if you want to hang it up or whatever? I do offer like high res downloads. So if the person does want to download right now, like they can, but like if it's already ready to go, signed, framed, coming to you, you're paying a nice price. So, you know, why not? That's so are you considering that maybe in the future you'll include um, a print of some sort then with yeah. the NFT sort of idea? Is that the idea? Absolutely. Um, like I think it was last year, I went to this festival out here in Island called Oyster Bay Festival. And like I said, I'm always looking to see how artists are selling their art because I want it, right? Um, there's this one guy, he had his own corner and beautiful like nature shots, like gorgeous stuff. But he had these metal prints, which I had no idea they ever did. And man, the, the colors pop on that. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of, I actually want to see one of mine and see if it translates. Yours on metal would be amazing. Like this insomnia piece. Yeah. I would just jump off of the, off, off the surface, man. That's what I'm hoping for. So like, that's what I would definitely like, you know, and I would ask if you want to sign or not, because I could sign it. If not, that's totally cool. And I would ship it out, you know, like absolutely. That's, I would love that idea. I'd love to do that. And you've done a bit of that before, right? Like you're familiar with that process. Uh, yeah, well, you know, what, what, what do you want? <laughs> and then they tell me. <laughs> so what I would do is I would order it from Giggly, have them send it to me. I would check it and then I would send it to them. It was the first time I did it. And then I, I you know, I, I wanted to see how it looked before I sent it to the customer. Like if it sucked, then I'm mm -hmm. not going to want to send it to them, you know? So it, it would look great. I was like, all right, cool. So then from then on, I would order it and have it shipped to them because I knew it was quality and then they were going to get something that they wanted. Um, yeah, I mean, as I love art and I like to collect, I have tons of prints from uh, Mick Monster on, on uh, Instagram. Um, I have so many things I want to hang that I would like to offer that too, not only as an NFT, but like as a bundle, you know? And, um, you know, that's definitely what I want to do in the future with that, if I can do that. Yeah, I, I need to look into more possibilities just for ways to kind of play with it. But there's also an excitement to that, right? As an artist, finding those new ways of showing your art, right? And that's kind right. of motivating too, right? Now, what's interesting mm -hmm. to me is you're saying that you kind of got into this in 2018. You're telling me mm -hmm. that prior to that, you weren't no. doing, I mean, surely you were creating art prior to that. Yeah. Um, so not traditional, you know, I can't draw for the life of me. So, um, you know, I've always been like, um, I've, I've written a novel with my brother in 2013. Um, you know, I always wanted to, I guess, escape the mundane, uh, you know, job. So um, back in 99, dating myself, uh, I was at a web design school and uh -huh. uh, I went on a job interview 
And the templates are always so boring. You know, it's always the same. There are buttons on the left, a brand on the top, crap in the middle. And for me, I wanted uh, just, again, with all the colors, I, I changed it up and wanted it different. And uh, my job interview, they're like, yeah, I feel like this should be hanging on the wall. And in my head, I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> but this is not what I'm here. I didn't get the job. Um, so, but, you know, it stuck in my head. I always loved Photoshop back then. I loved uh, Flash um, because it gave me the opportunity to play with colors, to add music, to, you know, like I'd love to create motion. Like if I had like the computers and if I can learn that stuff. But back then that's what I did with the websites. And um, I was very inspired by Rob Sheridan. Uh, he was the main artist for Nine Inch Nails back then. And he's also very glitchy. Um, and that's kind of where I started with that. Uh, I then got a job in uh, a law firm research center. And um, I used that with um, the web design there. Um, I'd also do like a daily email going out to the whole uh, department and I was always, you know, have different colors and, and you know, whatever. But corporate kind of has a way of killing that in you. Yeah. So uh, they you got you to fit the you got to hit the box. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I started. I was like, hey, I had an idea for a story for over 10 years. And I told my brother, hey, let's write this book. And then we wrote the book in 2013. And that wasn't hacking it. So, yeah, around, I would, was very inspired by my cousin, Salvo Paolo, on Instagram. And um, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, listen, you know, I, I really love your work and I really want to do it as well. So, and he just, you know, opened it up and he just gave me everything, what I should try, what, what apps I should use, what apps I should try, uh, what to use. I should definitely get an iPad when I can. Uh, we met up in October of 2018. And that's when he, so... Prior to that, all I was doing, like I said, was taking pictures of like architecture in the city. And I would do it in black and white, or I'd blur it, or I'd add some like glitch effect to it. Because when you crank the contrast on the Empire State Building, it looks like it's covered in moss because it's dirty. Because <laughs> that's the thing. That's another thing. Like I've been working in Manhattan for 20 years, and I've gone there to, when I went to college. People love Manhattan. Uh, you do too. Mm-hmm. But when you look underneath the beauty, there's, there's dirt there, there's a history, there's, you know, like everyone, there's, you know, it's taking its toll. So, you know, that's what I would try to bring out in uh, the pictures I took. But in that meeting with him, he's like, you should really start editing and use superimpose. And I was like, all right. It, it was very intimidating, especially on a Pixel 2, um, you know, trying to figure out how to edit and, and do layers. Like I had done this back in 99 with Photoshop, but like, this is a whole new thing. It's a six inch screen, my fingers, you know, whatever, I'm on a train. So um, I started doing it. Um, there's a great group for editing on Instagram. And uh, I, I, it was in October, it was right before Halloween. And I did um, a picture where it was the moon. I had this skull screaming at the moon and people loved it. I was like, all right, I'll keep going. I kept editing, kept editing. And I'll tell you, every day I practice, every day I make sure I create something. And I haven't skipped a day since my cousin told me that I should edit. And I want to, and I just have to keep creating, keep finding new ways, new techniques to bring out what I see in my head, you know, to put it out there. That's awesome. So what do you think, what are you going to work on? You talk about learning new techniques. What are your next ones that, you know, are priorities for you to, to develop, you think? I don't know. Um, 
because I'm kind of conflicted, you know. Uh, I post every day on, on, on Instagram and I try to, because you know, I have a lot of people that like my stuff and they always look, you know, to, you know, forward to my work. But I also, I don't want to post something on Instagram and then post, you know, mint something and it's not. So I'm trying to figure out what, how to move forward. Like I have a nightmare, it's called, I call it the nightmare wave set that I posted on Twitter a couple of weeks ago saying, hey, Maker's Place, known origin, super rare. Can you guys look at my application? I've been ready to go. Um, so what that said is, is um, I use all the techniques I, know. I I learned from the phone to the iPad. And it's, 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 it messes with your eyes because uh, it's based on a nightmare I had when I was a kid. Mm. And it, it wasn't just like a scary situation, it was sensory, where what I was seeing hurt and there was this noise in my head, right? So these images, when you move them a little bit, they kind of move and twitch. And um, that's kind of the whole set is based on a nightmare. And, um, you know, I want to, that's my priority. Like, I want to make that, like, I don't know if I should post it on Instagram because I want it out there, you know, but then like, I want to hold it. If, if one of these places that like, accepts me, maybe I'll put it up, you know, for sale. I don't know. If you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tricky, right? Like I'm actually, I do want to try to, put together something for super rare myself. Um, but it's a little daunting because I, when I create stuff, I want to right away have it out there minted. Yes. yes. And with super rare, for example, they want, I believe it's five pieces mm -hmm. that aren't minted anywhere. Right. And so that means I've got to put my heart and soul into stuff that can't go out and be seen anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I struggle with because I go, oh, I got to get those pieces done for super rare because, you know, obviously who wouldn't want to be on super rare? I mean, no. I know there are, yeah. you know, incidents that have happened in the past with certain artists that are like, they don't want to be on that platform, but it's, you know, massively great for your status to be on that platform, right? right? You, know? you know, I think, you know, like I started in October and I heard about super rare in all these places. I didn't know, right? So uh, I applied to Super Emma birthday, which is November 9th, and um, all these other places. And then Nifty Gateway, I was like, what is this? I'm like, let me apply. And then I see like who's on there and what they're selling for. I was like, whoops. So I got an email from them. I was like, yeah, you know, we're not really onboarding right now. I was like, hey, don't worry about it. Because I, I, I mean, just keep kicking ass, man. Pretty, yeah, yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> I'm not dead mouse. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's the mission right now. Hey, are, so you've applied to Super Rare then? Yes, I have. Uh, Super Rare uh, Makers Place. And today I got an email from Known Origin saying that they got my application. So, Known Origin, uh, those guys, they're good at, they're very responsive. I really respect their team for that. I was a mess when I first started. Like, Rarible was the easiest to, to get on. But for some reason, when I would go to connect my wallet, Again, this is like new to me, like a learning curve. I had to click the one, then there's three different, you know, there's formatic, and there's this formatic doesn't like me, first of all, because they don't like me. <laughs> so formatic, I think, does I, have conflicts with certain devices, doesn't oh, it? It doesn't like me. So <laughs> when I went to, so like for Maker's Place and no order, you have to create or whatever, it, it, it didn't let me at first. So then uh, mm. I think I, I finally found MetaMask because when I was print, when I was minting on Mintable, uh, it wasn't, I couldn't connect my wallet because something was up with uh, the wallet link and their uh, service, they didn't mesh. 
Okay. So they had to fix something because I couldn't mint. So I used that MetaMask and then I was able to then connect to uh, Maker's Place and No Origin. But I felt like, oh man, I was like, yeah, well, I don't know this technology. <laughs> well, it <laughs> is kind of daunting and confusing. It's true. Like, you know, even like, I mean, anybody that's into crypto is probably a pretty techie person. Yeah. And I find it daunting sometimes. And I'm like totally into this stuff. I've been into <laughs> it for years and I still right. find elements of it intimidating. So yeah, no, I'm with you on that. But uh, yeah, that definitely would be uh, an accomplishment to be on any of those platforms for sure. Maker's Place is another one that I have not applied to. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is, you know, managing all these platforms, right? Like, okay, like let's say hypothetically, let's say you get on Super Rare and Maker's Place and Known Origin. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. You you feel a sense of duty almost to be producing stuff for those platforms. Right. You know what I mean? And so yeah. do you have, you know, a certain genre that you do on a particular platform and a different thing on another? Or like, what do you envision happening with that? If you do end up on a couple of these platforms, okay. what would you do? So if I get lucky enough, because I'm a pessimist, if you couldn't tell. But, um, <laughs> so with Mintable, uh, I created something from scratch, which was kind of out of the norm for me. And um, my, uh, so like, like I said, so whichever one comes first, that's where my nightmare, my nightmare way is going to go. Okay. And then after that, like I said, I've got so many versions of all my pieces. I like going back sometimes and reworking them and changing them completely. So I don't think I'd have like, you know, too much. I would definitely separate the styles, but um, I don't think I have a problem with that. Especially since if I do get on there and, and somehow a little successful, my, my plan is to buy props, buy a camera, go out, take pictures, and then edit my own pictures of me. Like I have several of my son in a costume, uh, a ghost costume that I, that I use. And I'm gonna be taking some more different poses because I find that I need the head to be a little bit this way and the, the skulls I have don't really get it. So I'm gonna, you know, every chance, every pose I'm gonna have done. Um, there's some cool masks. Um, there's, what's her name, Pamela? She's on Instagram, uh, Pam, I think she's from France too. She creates her own uh, masks from hand, and they are creepy as hell. <laughs> and I asked her, I was like, hey, how much for a mask? Um, and it's like three, four hundred dollars. I was like, oh. But like, I wouldn't mind getting a mask like that and then uh, doing a couple poses, um, paint the background, throw that on there, and then make it extra creepy. Throw, you know, like, I just want like, this ton of materials that I can get and get the, the best product I can out there, the best image of what I want out there. And then, um, if I'm ever able to get an awesome PC, then I'd love to add, you know, cause I know people are getting into music NFTs. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do that too. I'd love to, I want to get, um, what's that FL studio. I yeah, love, yeah. Uh, you know, dark ambient music and just uh, the droning, um, you know, anything, I think it's 19 Hertz below creates a sense of dread, you know, mm-hmm. throw that in NFT and then, you know, it adds to the creepiness and you don't even know why, you know? So um, <laughs> I've got a lot of plans, a lot of uh, things, but it's, it's all about, you know, walking up the steps and not falling. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. Most artists that I speak with, um, if you were to ask them, you know, it's not about making lots of money. It's about Mm -hmm. making money that enables you to do more with your art. Right. Right. Like, so in the end, it's not really about, Ooh, I made this many thousand dollars or whatever. It's, Oh, I got this new thing that I'm now going to be able to make this. (laughs) And, I sold this piece and with that, I got this thing and, or whatever it is. 
that seems to be the thing. Even as simple as gas fees, where it's like, ooh, I sold that piece. Now I have enough for gas fees for the next piece. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how you've been dealing with that with the gas fees. What I've been doing lately is, do you are you aware of the OpenSea storefront where you can mint? Well, you can't mint. Basically, you add an item there, but it's you don't pay for the gas fee. And I just heard about that, I think, yesterday on Twitter. I saw someone talking about it. I mean, it's it's cool in that you basically add your items there and they store it, but it doesn't get minted until it's purchased. So then the purchaser pays the minting fee, you see? Gotcha. Um, but what I've found is um, it hasn't really helped sales at all because the buyer then is going, oh, geez, I'm going to pay $50, $60 in minting fees to buy this piece, right? right? So right. you're just, the problem's still there because yeah. either I'm paying it and then I'm going to put that into the cost right. of the art piece or I'm not paying it up front, and then they're going to have to pay it anyway. You see, right. so it doesn't really <laughs> solve the problem like I hoped it would. Then I've also been looking at wax. Have you ever looked okay. into wax? The wax no. token. No. Wax, wax is another blockchain, and on wax, okay. basically, there's no fees. Like you don't pay fees. Mm -hmm. um, and there are collectibles on wax. Here, I'll show you one of them. There's one called Monsters of Rap. It really is actually really cool style. It kind of jibes with my uh, uh, zombie stuff actually is similar. And I, I'm thinking of doing something along those lines where um, here, I'll send you a link to it a second here and uh, in the chat and you can mm -hmm. have a peek at this. Uh, wax is, uh, it's another blockchain, but it doesn't use like the gas fee system like Ethereum does. Instead, it uses a proof of stake system. So mm -hmm. uh, this is just one artist. Um, can't like remember his name right now, Rory something. Um, and uh, let me look a minute, Rory McQueen. And basically what you're doing here is you're buying packs of cards. And so if you buy that, you get these different rap stars and he's made monster versions of them. Uh, and you could do like a card pack. So it's, you can get a set of cards and you know, you have a, a certain likeliness of getting certain quality of cards. Mm -hmm. and certain ones are more rare than others but what's nice is that you could kind of be more free with creating stuff without worrying about the gas fees so you right. could sell them for much more affordable prices you know you might be mm -hmm. selling them for uh, a couple of bucks a pack or whatever as right. opposed to you know hundreds of dollars for these the other thing that's kind of cool with it is you can either keep the packs not unwrap them and then, and then flip them and sell them. Or you can unwrap them and then find ones that are of a given rarity if you're lucky, right? right? So I'm kind of thinking pretty seriously about delving into that. When I look on here, this Rory McQueen has a Monsters of Rap gold pack selling for $10, 257 wax. But you get away from that fee problem, you see? Right. So I'm thinking maybe I'll just escape to wax for a week or two while Ethereum gas fees are insane, play around with it and see what happens. Yeah. But I see that with your stuff, you could have some pretty wild packs of like, like you talk about doing all these different iterations. Mm -hmm. You could maybe have it where a certain iteration is really rare and right. certain ones are more common. It's That'd be pretty idea. wild. Yeah. That's something to think about. Yeah. And then so with wax and I'm not put, I don't own any, I'm not 
I'm not trying to <laughs> shill something here. I don't own a single <laughs> wax token. It's just something I've been exploring. Um, with something like that though, you know, you do get paid in wax, but then you can trade that for other, you can just use in a, uh, I don't know, like Shapeshift or uh, another wallet like that to trade it for Ethereum or whatever you want, right? right? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's worth exploring. And I think, you know, we're getting to kind of a crunch here with Ethereum where we might see more people doing this because like I know for myself as an artist, I'm frustrated the last few days. I got like four yeah. or five pieces piling up on me that I can't put out there because yeah. I can't mint them. I have one I want to put on known origin. Uh, it's an Andy Warhol that I zombified and I can't mint it. Cause the last time I looked, it was almost $60 to mint it. Like, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So I, I loved your Hillary one. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, some of them, I just look at them and I just laugh. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, uh, there was a DGen Bob store goods, I think picked up one of those. I think I made it a five mm. of five, if I remember correctly. So thank you. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I got like the flashing light, kind of like a lightning yes. kind of effect. <laughs> that's something with procreate. That's kind of fun, right? Because you can do mm -hmm. those where you just do frames and you just change the lighting on each frame. Right. Right. And then you use that animation assist to kind of play yeah. with that and, yeah. yeah, that's a lot of fun. So, yeah, very cool. So anything else you want to share about your plans for the new year, for this new year coming up in art? What do you think you might do? Um, I'm just going every day and just trying to, you know, make uh, crazy. You know, I don't really plan like series or I've never really done that. Uh, like the insomnia one just came up because I was, you know, I, I didn't sleep well. So right, so you're just inspired in the moment. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I, you know, I started. Like, you know, get up in the morning, uh, you know, go to the train, and all right, what's, what's going to hit me? What I'm listening to, going on on Splash to see if there's something that's going to hit me. Oh, something hit me, and then right there, then you know, I'm thinking about creating that piece. Um, but you know, I, I haven't really thought about planning things out because, like I said, I'm not a pessimist, so I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> You'd rather just be spontaneous. Spontaneous, but I'm always creating, you know, like there's never going to be like a dry spell where I don't create. Like, you know, I do have things that I'd like to make, but I just, I just can't, you know, nothing sells. And then I'm keep paying and paying. And it's like, eh, what am I doing? I've got so many things that's, you know, sitting there. Might as well wait for them to sell. And then I can start, you know, minting again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, so, I mean, yeah, but you're I, pretty much producing stuff on a daily basis, you said. Yeah, I, I have to create. You know? It's just something that, um, I just have to do it in me um, if I'm sitting down and uh, usually it's, I wake up, I make my uh, four cups of cafe Bustelo and uh, throw on some chill wave, synth wave music. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And then I work on it and see what hits me as uh, I'm looking through my images or if I, something, you know, obviously there are days where I wake up every now and I have something in my head, you know, I have a lot of death picks, you know, the Reaper. So I might have one thing like today. I want uh, death to be on like a mountain, um, just chilling, just staring at the, you know, with the birds flying by. You just think that. death chilling out on a mountain? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I have a couple. There's one where she, I think it's was I forget the name of it, but she's you just see the back of her, and I I, I call death uh, a she. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but so it's just her, just on top of the mountain with the, with the sickle or whatever the 
whatever. Size, and, I um, guess. Whatever. Yeah, there you go. I can't speak. Um, and <laughs> birds flying by and, and just taking in before we have to do her job, which she's doing luckily, like, you know, many of us. But that just happens to be her job. Um, I have another one where, <laughs> she's just um, trying to do a job. Yeah, you know, collecting souls. <laughs> then I have the reverse of that one where it's not the back, it's not the front. And you see the way she looks. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to forget. So early on, I was really inspired by uh, Unworn. I don't know if you know him. He's on uh, Instagram. Can you he spell that on, for me? What was that? Unworn. U-N-W-O-R-N. Unworn. Okay. Yeah. So initially his work was on Creepy on Reddit. And it was, uh, it's, 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 it's just, a, it's a black and white photo, black and gray of these four children in the field, like a misty field, holding hands, and it's just glowing eyes. And I'm like, man, that's creepy. And so I found him on Instagram, and um, you know, a lot of his work was that way. And I was heavily inspired by him and my cousin when it comes to atmosphere, the black and white uh, atmosphere. So I, so I do have a lot of things with like glowing eyes. Mm -hmm. um, that's because it reminds me, it's not because a lot of people say it reminds me of the video game Limbo. You know, yeah. I never played it, but I, I know of it. But to me, those eyes remind me of like, say you're going out to the backyard and you hear a noise and you look and you just see these two eyes of like, say a raccoon or I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, yeah. Chupacabra, I don't know what's going on <laughs> there, but you know what? That's what that reminds me of. And that's why I, I use it a lot. Obviously, you know, I, I just find it to be creepier than just, you know, empty eyes. Yeah, um, I do versions where I have the you know the eyes glowing and then like the not because there was a time I was like someone one of my followers was like hey it'd be nice if it didn't have that glowing eyes I was like oh here you go so I like to have that option too yeah but, um, yeah I, I find nice. I'm I'm very much drawn to eyes and a lot of the stuff I draw too there's something about eyes that just yeah captures your attention right it's just yeah. a natural human thing I suppose yeah absolutely like um, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen the movie Mank on Netflix no. Black and White by uh, David Fincher. Um, it's all in black and white. And um, it really popped out I mean, was more the eyes. Like there's this one woman and she walk in and every time she's in the scene, like her eyes, is these, they're just pitch black. But then if there's two like white shining like lights, they just, ah, it's just, it's just, I love it. And what did you say that was called? Mank. Mank. Okay, I'll have yeah. to check that out. It's with Gary Oldman. It's about um, oh. how, uh, Citizen King was written for how it came about. Oh, interesting, huh? Well, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I'm a little embarrassed. I didn't recognize the Edgar Allan Poe reference, you know, and right. now there's another one with Mank, you know, so I don't know. I got to up my culture or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I'm sitting at home a lot these days. So, you know, that, that's You're getting more cultured. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, thank you very much for spending this time with me. I really appreciate it. And hey, I don't know, maybe there's a chance at some point in time we can do something collaboratively because I see a lot of potential there with the zombies and your kind of haunting imagery. I think you could come up with something really creepy if I maybe created some kind of zombie image and they let you play with it. Would you be up for that? Of course. Well, okay, let's do that then. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've always been like, I was on Instagram, I'm very forward when it comes to collaborating. Like uh -huh. I would be the one reaching out and saying, hey, you want to do collab? A lot of times people are like, well, how do I do that? 
And I'm like, well, you know, with this image, like, do you have an image like this or like that? So I'd love to work with it. And if you're down, you know, and I've always had a great time collaborating with people. Yeah, I'm trying to do more of it. I kind of put a tweet out there to a few people and uh, I'm hoping to get some more collabs going. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. I'd feel lucky to do that with you. So one, one thing that's kind of cool is I could mint it on known origin and on known origin, they actually have a collaboration feature on there. I don't know if you're familiar with this. No. Basically you can set it up when you mint it. Mm -hmm. You can set it up when you mint it to be a collaborative work and you can have the both of the wallet addresses stated okay. in the contract. And then we would just automatically get paid out 50, 50 from it, but then it's automatically attributed to you as the collaborator, which is a really neat feature. I haven't got to use it yet. So I'd like it's to try cool, it. What, what Josh and I do is like, if one of ours sells, then I take half and I send it to his address and he does the same for me if you go to him sells. Right, but see, this isn't it. manual at all. This is full yeah, perfect. right? Like you yeah. literally just put the address in and it would just pay it out to you. That's great. So yeah, let's try that. Absolutely. All right, well, we'll stay in touch. Thanks a lot for uh, spending some time talking here. No, I'm humbled. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. Right on. Okay. Well, we'll talk soon. Cool. Have a good one, man. You too. Take it, take it easy. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.